0: What's good, everyone? You are tuned in to another great episode of Soul of the Game. Uh, you already know I'm your host, Cameron Winston. Um, first things first, I do want to say, um, if you guys can do me a favor and send out a prayer to my brother, Christian Reed. Uh, his friend is uh, he, he's battling for his life right now in the hospital, and it would mean a lot to me and him, and of course, you know, his his friends family if you guys would send your prayers and send your love and you know pray that everything gets better and that he recovers and you know he comes out stronger and survives this thank you guys and i appreciate it very much so let's get to today's topics for the show so first things first i want to talk about the most interesting team in Los Angeles. And no. It's not the Lakers that I'm actually talking about. The team I'm actually talking about. Is the Los Angeles Clippers. Now. For sure the Clippers have become. the For sure the Clippers were sellers. During this trade line. Trading away. Tobias Harris. Uh, Boban. Marjanovic. I, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. We're going to go with that. Um. Was called Avery Bradley and just a lot, a lot, just a lot of good players that you can tell. Like that, you know, the Clippers currently right now sit eighth in the Western Conference. So if the playoffs start today, they would be in the playoffs. You can tell they are now tanking and preparing for next season. And why they have, and why I say they have become the most interesting team in LA is because really. They're the most intriguing team going into this offseason now. It's not the Lakers. I don't know what the Lakers are gonna do. But I I I don't know more of what the Clippers are gonna do. I mean, the Clippers have set themselves set themselves up for success. I mean, that dude, Jerry West, is the GOAT, undeniably. I mean, it was established he's the GOAT executive a long time ago, but now it's just this is his third team. And it seems like there's promise. It seems like the Clippers literally have an agreement, uh, undercover and a hidden agreement with some player in the NBA that someone's going to come next year. Someone's going to come this summer, whether it be Kawhi, you know, uh, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Klay Thompson, DeMarcus Cousins, like someone's guaranteed coming next year they freed up a lot of cap space have a lot of young assets and a lot of good players nets you i'm really curious like they're now the team i'm them and the Dallas Mavericks are the main two teams i really am excited to see of what stirs up this offseason i mean they have a lot of money i feel like jerry west has has a plan It has a hidden agreement with a player we all know we've all heard the Rumors with Kawhi Leonard preferring to go to the Clippers. I mean, shoot, Jimmy Butler, if he does not stay with the 76ers, one of his trade destination trade destinations was to the Clippers. So uh, I mean, and this free agency is loaded with superstars. It's a lot of people. It could potentially be a lot of people changing te- changing teams. I mean, and I mean they stocked up with draft picks. You know, with the with the trade with the 76ers. so I mean, there was a rumor that they were going to make a run for Anthony Davis at this trade deadline, and they and they didn't even need they didn't really even need to to go go and interfere and get into the trade de- deadline for to do something at the trade deadline for Anthony Davis. They were waiting patiently. They can wait patiently, wait till this summer, because they're gonna have they're going to have they have assets to trade away for Anthony Davis, and people don't people do not dislike the clippers as much as they dislike the lakers. so if anything anthony davis could be more could be more going to the to the clippers than the lakers if we're being honest. i mean for sure, <clears throat> for sure the pelicans are pretty stupid cuz that offer that the lakers gave them which was a, a ridiculous offer from the Lakers side but was a brilliant offer for the pelicans should have got they should have taken it. they're not going to get a deal like that again. I mean, so, but that bidding war with with the now the Clippers, Lakers, and Celtics for Anthony Davis is going to be really a tr- intriguing. And you know, watching this season, if you if you paid attention to the Clippers at all, you know that they can compete. You know the Clippers can compete. I mean, as I like I said, they are currently eighth in the in the Western Conference. They're for sure gonna slip and. Either the Kings or the Lakers are looking to to take that A spot. One of those two teams are gonna go go to the playoffs. And now it's just I mean the Clippers are probably tanking. They're gonna for sure retain their draft pick. But I'm just who man, like who's really gonna go? Like like I said, this is a great free agency class. If you have Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Klay. Clay's is probably the one player that's unlikely uh, gonna go to to the Clippers for sure. I think Clay I think a lot it's just agreed upon that we all know Clay Thompson will stay in Golden State. But the player that I believe that actually could go to the Clippers that is not really even talked about is the Marcus Cousins. He's on a one year contract with the Warriors. Uh we know the Warriors probably won't have enough money to keep him, and he's for sure gonna look to get paid. So, Demarcus Cousins, Clippers, it really could be a match, a match made in heaven right there. I mean, every, his biggest question is his attitude, right? Doc Rivers is a LA Clippers head cl- head coach. He did ha- he did have KG on his team. If anybody knows how to how to tone it down with someone's attitude or keep him in check is going to be Doc Rivers. So I for sure see Doc, uh, DeMarcus Cousins and the Clippers, boom, being a, being one of the signings this offseason. Kawhi, it's just been rumored upon. I mean, we're about to really see if Kawhi is going to either stay in Toronto or come to the Clippers, but I do believe he does come to the Clippers. Um... <sighs> Kevin Durant could, because I don't, I don't really believe Kevin Durant is really cares about winning anymore. I feel he's more chasing money. I think his goal with the Warriors was get his rings. Now it's time to look for a fat payday. Who can offer? Who are the two teams that can offer him a fat payday? The Knicks and the Clippers. That potentially, potentially could happen. But let me get, let me get into just the clippers additions the people that they added to their team uh during the trade deadline uh like i said the clippers are obviously selling but i i, I would have to say my favorite addition to the team is uh Ev Evita, zubats from the loss. i mean he was currently with the lakers i don't really understand why the lakers traded their best center away i mean i understand like you were probably going to i understand you were going to have to pay him cuz he was going to become a free agent but shoot Zubas, I mean, this season he's shown a lot more improvement, and the time he's played, he's played phenomenal for some phenomenal basketball. But you know that that's and that's for sure like my favorite addition, and the one addition I'm really gonna be focused on. You know, watching Clipper games and everything. Like, I'm gonna see how how does, how Zubas doing. They also and you know in that tra- in their trades they got Michael Beasley from the Lakers. Traded for Wilson Chandler, man. I, I I I had high hopes for Wilson Chandler, man. I mean, I I think I had high hopes for him because of two K, but I had high high hopes for you for him. And if you guys don't know my uh, don't know why I had such high hopes for Wilson Chandler and why I referenced two K, it was it's a few episodes back with me and Christian. Uh, we were talking about it was when. Wilson Chandler officially went to the Sixers when we were talking about how, you know, that's going to be a good addition for the 76ers. For sure, it didn't pan out, but I explained it exactly why I have, uh, I'm a fan of Wilson Chandler and why I referenced 2K and you'll understand that if you go back a few episodes. But, you know, they got Landry Schmidt, you know, he's a young, young prospect. So they got a lot of young Clippers have a young, lot of young prospects, a lot of, a lot of young prospects. So it just makes them even more intriguing. Also added Garrett Temple and Jermichael Green. Garrett Temple one, I that one's weird just because you really don't do you really need that many more. Well, do you really need more point guards? You already have Shea Gilligas and Alexander, and you already have a uh, uh, Patrick Beverly. Now you added Garrett Temple, and I mean to me, Patrick Beverly and Garrett Temple are almost like the s- similar pl- players just because they're both you know phenomenal defenders in the NBA. Temple is probably the better offensive player though because he's added a three-point shot uh, lately. So we're gonna see. At the end of the day, we're gonna see how that works. I mean, for sure, the Clippers are start gonna start losing games. Um, I mean, they were they were getting they were getting whooped, uh, yes, the other day against the Pacers. So they're gonna start losing games for sure. Gallinari's coming back, no. It's still, they're still going to have entertaining basketball regardless because I feel like Doc Rivers is a coach that, you know, gets them to play hard, gets them to play physical, come out with, you know, a lot of fire in them no matter what. So, it's like it's still – I still see competitive games. There will be, there'll be games – there will be a lot more games where they're not close as they were before. But, you know, they're going to be playing – they're still going to be playing some, some good basketball where you're just like, okay, it's not a total snooze fest or, you know, we're not – we're not so disinterested in the game. It's we're always gonna they're always gonna keep you interested. <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. Uh ne- you know, next team I do want to talk about though is the team the Clippers traded with. The 76ers. The Sixers really has have set themselves up for a a title run. I mean, everyone was kinda like everyone was pretty much unsure of what they were gonna do. Or how they were gonna, or how they were gonna do when it comes to playoffs. I mean, they were struggling. Like, I mean, outside of Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Jimmy Butler, and I mean, you, yeah, you can include JJ Redick. They really weren't. They really weren't getting much production outside of those players. Um, and Jimmy was. I mean, Jimmy has been battling injuries, you know, uh, so far since he's been with the Sixers. Um, so I mean, just they the Sixers just have been really struggling as of late. Well, I mean, kind of as of late, just for a cool minute, they've been struggling. Uh, but I feel that that's that's gonna be turned around. They really set themselves up as one of the top teams in the East now, like for sure one of the top two teams in the East. Number, four. I mean, if you don't count them as one, then you're gonna count them as two because with the addition of Tobias Harris, on like I said, Tobias Harris, we uh we broke it down a few. A few, a couple episodes ago, that Tobias Harris is just killing it this season. Shooting fifty percent from the three-point line is only getting better each season. So I am I'm looking at the numbers. He's averaging twenty point nine points per game, seven point nine rebounds, forty nine point six field goal percentage. So fifty percent from the field, basically. Uh, my bad for the three-point for the three-point line. He's shooting forty three point four still a great percentage to be shooting. Still a great percentage. So, and he'll be playing that power forward position for the Sixers. So now they added a shooting to their team. I mean, I now you have Simmons. Uh, we all know he can't shoot. That, that man, I don't know when he's going to shoot. But we know he can't shoot. So now you have, you know, Simmons at the, running the one. Embiid, we know Embiid can shoot. And he, we know the offensive talent that Embiid brings. And defensive talent, too. Jimmy Butler, same thing. Offensive talent, defensive talent. We know what he brings. Now you have the now you have added Tobias Harris. His scoring. I mean, dude, before that you had Robert Cummington. You upgrade you traded traded and that became Wilson Chandler. Traded Wilson Chandler. Now you have Tobias Harris. And Tobias Harris is twice the player of those two put together. I mean, Covington is known for defense, but Tobias Harris is no is no scrub when it comes to defense. So you got a good one, 76ers. I mean outside of that, you traded you traded for Jonathan Simmons, Boba Mar- Marjanovic. I swear, all the Europeans, almost all the little European players' names are like that. Mike Scott, you know, and you added James Ennis. And the big question for the Sixers was. You know, is their bench? What's their bench? Is that bench good? You know, outside of those players, like when they when they have to come out, you know, are they gonna be are they gonna lose the lead? Are they gonna go down by twenty? What? So what happened? They now have a, have secured great assets to add to that bench. And that that's why the Sixers are now if they're not like I said, they're not number one for you, they now have to be in your top two. I mean, by default, by default, we're going to take a quick break real quick. You know, I'm going to let this advertising play for you guys. Hey, everyone, this is Adam Weinstein, the founder and CEO of Thrive Fantasy. For everybody who doesn't know, we're a new daily fantasy sports platform for PropBet. So definitely would love for you guys to check it out. We actually have $10,000 guaranteed prize pool for NFL Super Bowl on Sunday. So We definitely have a a lot of value and opportunity for you to make some money. Check out our deposit bonuses and matches. And uh, we'd love to see you uh, on our app. We are back. We are back. Next topic of winners and losers of the trade deadline. First things first. Gotta give props to those bucks. Because they traded for Nikolo Mirachik. you see what I said about the European player thing. For basically nothing, they now the Bucks have added. Now the Bucks were one of the top teams in offense, especially when it comes to shooting. Even with Giannis, you know, can't be not being able to shoot. They added another shooter to go along with their team. I mean, you already have Brook Lopez shooting threes. Now you're gonna have another big shooting threes like. And I, I mean, with the Sixers making moves, the top Eastern Conference teams had to make moves. Unless you the Celtics, of course, they didn't make they didn't make any moves. But there, Celtics should be good. They got that cold man, Kyrie Irving. But yeah, my bad. Let me get back to it. But yeah, Bucks, Bucks are one of my winners. The Raptors for sure. Landon Marcus saw. Is a big plus. I didn't like the trade at first, just because I felt like they lost a lot of they lost a lot of uh you know important bench players. But not just looking at that trade, I'm just like they they did their job. They did a great job landing Marcus. Because Marcus is a baller, still can play even though he's 34. Those those European players are very very skilled. I mean, he can. I mean, not even like considering, not even factoring in scoring dude can set you up for in a number of ways: rebounds, passing, defense. Because he has one, I think. I know he has one Defensive Player of the Year where I, He might have two, so but for sure, I know he has one. So expect the Raptors to be much, much improved. I mean, they still ha- and they still have a great bench. Portland, Portland trading for Rodney Hood. I mean, one of the biggest things on their team is the lack of help outside of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. So, adding Ronnie, Hooter, <laughs> adding Ronnie Hood brings a shooter to the team, coming off the bench. You tra- they traded for Scott Labassier, adding a backup center slash forward to, to the team as well. Young prospect, didn't get much shine in Sacramento, but from what I, see, what, what I hear from Sacramento people, really good talent. Uh, of course, Sixers. I okay. already talked about them. The Clippers, even though their trades weren't flashy, they didn't get any big names. They freed up a lot of cap, freed up a lot of space. You know, just cap room and space, just to be able to get someone this offseason Because because I, I can really predict and guarantee spe- someone's coming to the Clippers next year. <sighs> Sacramento, big winners. Trading for Harrison Barnes. So you now have De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Hield, Now Harrison Barnes. And you already have Willie Colley Stein and Marvin Bagley. So it's... And that start, last starting lineup, whenever whenever Marvin Bagley gets into the starting lineup, that thing's... Sacramento's going to be fun. That's why they literally might get that A spot. Because right. like I said, they don't go to the playoffs this year. They're going for sure next year. They're going to... they. I see them as... Last year's Nuggets, Denver Nuggets team. Now, let's hop over to the losers. The, first off, the Pelicans. Didn't trade Anthony Davis. I mean, that I, that doesn't mean you're a loser, but you traded away Nikola Maricic. was a big part of your team, even though you are having a losing season. Traded him away for nothing. Then you traded Wesley Johnson to the Wizards. I mean Wesley Johnson, I mean, he's not like some all star player, but still you traded him for what is it? Markeith? Markeith Morris. For people that don't know why I'm struggling with that, the Markeith Morris has a twin. His name is Marcus Morris. So I mean they literally look exactly the same. So I, I can't I don't remember which one's on which which team. His other brothers on the Celtics, but they, yeah, I, they, I do believe it's Marquise. So yeah, they traded for Marquise Morris, which was a, is a really good player, but then they just and then they just waived him. So really, they look like really big losers in this trade deadline. The Pistons, because they could have got Mike Conley from the Memphis Grizzlies so close to nearing that trade and i really want i really want to see mike conley on the east because now he'll for sure make a uh all-star team but it was so close to getting that trade done the only thing that held that trade up was the pistons unwillingness to trade trade luke kennard that i mean they we're being honest i like i know who that is but what, I, I don't know what he's done, what his accomplishments, like he's like, I think is his second or third year hasn't accomplished really anything quite yet. So I, I don't know what, you know, what's their ex- expectations, what, what high hopes they have for him. I mean, apparently he's one of their touchable players, apparently, because if you can't, if you're not going to get Mike Conley, you're not willing to get Mike Conley just because you don't want to give up Luke Kenner. Um, that's that's kind of weird. Last but not least, I'm gonna go with the Phoenix Suns because they're always losers. Losers, man. Traded, they got a point guard traded for Tyler Johnson. Most man, that dude robbed the Miami Heat for for a good fifty million for four years, dude. Dude is that dude? You can say it's a scrub. I mean, in ter- in NBA terms, he's a scrub. He's gonna be making twenty million next year. Dudes and the dude is on an ordinary. Just this ordinary team is originally just a probably a backup point guard, or maybe just a third, maybe the third string point guard. I don't even know. But that dude's not really that great. But yeah, the Suns are losers for that big time losers. And I, I wanted to put the rocket the team, I wanted to put in the winners column was the Houston Rockets, but. Because I really like what the Rockets did adding Amon Shumpert. I mean, they need they need desperately need defense, and Amon is a great a great defender. Uh, I did like when they originally traded with for Nick Stock Nick Stockis and Wade Baldwin, because I mean that team is just that whole their whole style is just shoot threes. So I mean having more shooters helped, but then they traded them to the Pacers. So big plus for the Pacers getting some shooters after. You know the Oladipo injury. You gotta gotta get some offensive firepower somewhere. So good move, good move for the Pacers. But yeah, I was gonna put the Rockets there, but nah. Mm, just just they had a dec- they had a good trade deadline. They just weren't winners, but they weren't losers either. Now let's let's talk about the people that the team that people believe were also losers, the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, I, I can't consider the Lakers losers. Um, they didn't do that ridiculous trade. So, they're big winners in my eyes for not doing that stupid trade, no matter if you didn't get AD or not. That was a ridiculous trade. I don't know what what magic was smoking. You know, dude was on some crack because that made zero sense. Trading almost eight players away for one guy. Nah, I don't care who that person is. You will not even get like, you're not winning the championship, even if you get him. So, why? But the the Pelicans really did play the Lakers, and I still find that funny. Like, that was just funny to me. Like, <sighs> that was good. Like, even though I'm a Lakers fan, that was funny, bro. That was funny. But, yeah, Magic Magic kind of ruined the team. Uh, LeBron's a cancer. I mean, I, I did feel like. You don't really realize this until you have the player that player on your team on your one of your on your favorite team I mean it's something that goes you know that doesn't get looked as much but yeah LeBron's just a cancer dude as much as much benefits that he brings to the team you know changing the landscape um you know revenues and revenue sales wins you know playoff appearance the dude is completely a cancer every team he has went to there has been a you know the coach has been on the hot co- the coach is on a hot seat you know there's the coach is on a hot seat the players are always talking about being traded and i don't know if i was, for me if i was a nba player bro i would be hot because that that just upsets me too much like that was just like every here and every day i turn on if i turn on espn or fox or if i turn on fox sports to hear my name always being talked about in a trade, that would piss me off. I would have to go to the front office and tell them either you denounce this, denounce this rumor, or you just trade me, bro. Because I'm tired of this. Because honestly, this is like you can only take so much. No matter what, as a human being, you can only take so much of of certain things. And in terms of tra- in terms of trade talk, you can only take so much. Like the like they don't even. T- ESPN and Fox Sports—they really don't even talk about the Lakers players. They just talk about, oh yeah, Curry's gonna go to the Lakers. Oh, Anthony Davis is gonna go to the Lakers, bro. Like, shut up. There's a whole, there's a whole team on this platform right now. There's still Lonzo Ball. There's still Kyle Kuzma. There's still Brandon Ingram. There's still Josh Hart. Talk about the people that are on the team right now today, not the future, bro. Like. <laughs> And just magic just ruined it. I mean, Lavar Ball talking did not help things at all. I mean, Lavar Ball really went on a rant talking. You no, know, this. Just, I mean, actually, some of the stuff he, a lot of the stuff he said, I was actually, I actually agree with. I mean, I was surprised myself because I don't even like Lavar Ball, but I mean, you know, he's calling out the coach, you know, calling out Magic, in the front office, calling out LeBron is. Just like, you know, talking about, you know, Lonzo doesn't want to play anywhere, uh, anywhere in New Orleans. Wants to go to Phoenix. something am like, he's going like, Levar was creating a toxic, an, another toxic environment, and Lonzo's not even on the team. Not even there with the team right now. Lonzo's still recovering from an injury. I mean, I don't even know when his timetable was supposed to be c- coming back. Hopefully, it's soon because. Desperately the Lakers need that dude because that dude is a, ph- a phenomenal defender and people that try to deny that I don't know what y'all smoking. I have no idea what you guys are smoking. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, it's it's time to start realizing that LeBron is a cancer this refrains him from any goat conversation. I mean, he already lost goat conversation a long time ago in my eyes getting swept twice in the finals. But I don't know, like really was Michael Jordan a was I don't I don't hear Michael Jordan anything saying Michael Jordan was a cancer to a team. You know, Michael Jordan didn't like the people that he played with or uh, like Michael Jordan like was invested in you guys are going to get better or else because the only thing we know is championships. Same thing with Kobe. Same, same thing is with Kobe. Yes, he, he wanted the team to make trades. And I understand. Like, you have to make trades if you're in a losing season. The thing is with LeBron. LeBron got. Is, LeBron's only in his first season with the Lakers. The Lakers were close to being, the, I think, the second best team in the Western Conference. Leading up to Christmas Day. LeBron gets hurt. Rondo then gets hurt. Boom! Team has to try to fluctuate and try to get get their balance and get their chemistry back together. You know, missing a missing two key components of the team. You know, they start to pick up momentum. You know, Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram start starting to pick up momentum. Starting to play, starting to play phenomenal. Starting to get everything in sync. Lonzo's having a good having good games. Like, oh, Lonzo's emerging finally. Boom. Houston Rockets game. Houston Rockets game. Lonzo gets hurt. Ah, dang, bro. What happens? Lakers start losing again. Lakers fall out now fall out of playoff contention. They're now the tenth tenth place team in the West. <clears throat> LeBron's nursing a, a whole groin injury for a month. Has to sit out. You know, comes back one game. Has to come sit out for something called load management. What well, what is that? okay, um, it's not like you weren't, it's not like you were playing back-to-back games, you had a day of rest, so h- how, how do you have load management, let's say you have load, ma- load management the day of the game, but okay, <clears throat> I mean, but you want to, tra- but you, I mean, you have, LeBron, you know you have the power to stop any trade talk, because really, you're talking about, Oh, you want to be a leader and everything. If you want to be a leader, lead the t- people that are on your team, instead of trading them away and handpicking your team like it's pickup game, like it's the all-star game. Like lead your team because if you you're not a you're not a leader, you are not a leader. And maybe you're at least in terms of basketball, you're not you're not leading that team. talking about trading them away. Like, trading them away for one player. I mean, you you literally have the power to tell Magic and Rob Pelinka, you know, don't trade anybody this season because we can do something special with this team. All you had to say is that. You think they're going to say, oh, nope, I don't care. No, we're going to trade. We're going to do what's best for the team. Like, no, bro. You're the franchise player now. You know that. For you and your line, you're... You're saying BS in these pre- in these interviews and everything, talking about it's a business, gets mad. Like, how are you going to get mad that Harrison Barnes get? No, don't get me wrong. That was disrespectful. But how are you going to get mad that Harrison Barnes gets traded mid-game? But the other day you say, when the reporters ask you about the trade trade rumors, you say, it's a business. They got to get over it. What? You contradicted yourself right there, bro. You really are trying to create a whole, whole excuse my language, but a whole ass problem for the NBA when the NBA is the most unproblematic league in all the sports. In all of sports, but you are trying to create something that you are trying to create a problematic, a cre- you are trying to create a problematic scenario, and you are the problematic person in that league. You are the most toxic player. In history, Toxic, toxicity. So my bad if I pronounce that wrong, but that thing just hovers over you, hovers over you in the basketball world. Despicable, bro. Now the whole team. I mean, I mean now the whole team is just. I mean, I I really pray that the, the team's chemistry is not messed up. Magic's about to fly out on on Saturday or Sunday. To Philadelphia and you know talk to the team about the whole trade rumors and it's just like man, this is all could have been avoided if y'all just chilled because we are the the Lakers are the best team to match up to the Warriors regardless if they have DeMarcus Cousins or not. We saw that Christmas Day. The Lakers haven't played played against the Warriors the next next two times after the Christmas game. They have not been healthy at all. The second game they got blown out. Third game, oh they were right there. Ooh, they were right there into that fourth. And then Steph, Steph woke up and started hitting some clutch shots. Other than that, they were not healthy for those, game, for, for those games. You, I mean, you could argue that they really weren't healthy for the Christmas Day game because Rondo just came back from injury. No, And Rob Polinka just said yesterday, no team wants to see the Lakers in a seven-game series. And that is a fact. No Western Conference team in the NBA wants to see the Lakers in a seven game series. When they are all healthy, it's a wrap. That team's balling. You saw that and you saw that leading up to Christmas. You saw that. Let everybody get healthy by March. It's a wrap. The Lakers, I, I don't I don't see the Lakers missing the playoffs. I really don't. My prediction was they win between 45 to 50 50 wins this season. They're either 6th in the West, 6th or 5th in the West, and I think they're going to be 6th sixth, sixth in the West. I, I hope they're 5th because if the Rockets get the 4th spot, I do want to see that Lakers-Houston Rockets playoff matchup. That's going to be, I mean, there's already been too much drama with them, you know, since the beginning of the season. So, let's make it happen. So, my last topic of the day, I really want to discuss this the 21 Savage situation. For people that, for listeners that don't know what happened with Twenty One Savage, he got on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, he got detained by ICE. Um, you know, of course, for you know, no one actually knew he was he was from he was an immigrant, but he got you know detained for immigration, and he's he's from apparently well he's originally from the UK, and he moved here when he was twelve years old. Um, moved to Atlanta when he was twelve. Twelve years old. <laughs> so, of course, people on Twitter making jokes, everything, everybody laughing, haha. Like it's like I mean, there's there's some people that are making jokes about it. There's some people that aren't making jokes about it. And the people that aren't making jokes about it are of course in the right because no matter what, this is not this is a serious issue. This immigration stuff is a serious issue, and it's messed up. And but why I want to. I want to talk about this 21 Savage situation Is because of how Fishy this situation is I mean this is Really I mean so they Arrested they said his visa Expired when he was 16 Like 15 or 16 years old He got arrested in 2014 For a gun You know a gun charge So we are in the year 2019 you know where 21 Savage stays. You know he's famous. Like you, so you know where he's gonna be. This whole time you know where he's gonna be. Why do you arrest him now? Out of randomness, why do you arrest 21 Savage in 2019 in February of 2019? They are and the government ICE has not answered for this at all no one really understands why they they arrested him. they they're trying to they're trying to say it's for the 2014 thing but okay it happened in 2014 5 years ago the visa expired when he was like 16 so what i don't even know how old he is so that was about that's i mean that's some that's several years ago so why now why now cuz it looks really fishy i mean so when Savage You know Started Putting him He's done a lot Of a lot of things for the community Putting a lot of money For the community Everything Guy Guy's doing good things You know Good human nature things So why Like that's the real big question Why now did they arrest him And I mean And just And just to speak on the whole Immigration thing I mean People that are saying Who cares He's rich yada, 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 like, you know, I mean, you'd have to, like, you guys don't realize, like, his family's out here, he has family out here, like, he has kids, (laughs) like, yes, he's rich, compared to other immigrants that, you know, are trying to get to the country with literally nothing on them, like, yes, like, I understand that, and you can, and you can really make an argument that, um, it's probably controversial, but you can probably make an argument that a lot of black, there are some black people that really didn't care about immigration until now. Yeah, I mean, I think that's evident. I think I, there are some black people that really didn't pay attention to immigration, didn't really care about immigration because it didn't happen. It wasn't, it wasn't anything relevant to them. Now it became relevant. And that's and that's okay. I mean, it became relevant now to them because now it creates a shift and creates a shift and a whole focus where a, even larger numbers of people are starting to pay attention to immigration because it's no matter what how how they treat people when they get detained for immigration is inhumanely is inhumanely we know that we already know that you know people are split away from their kids their kids are locked up you know locked up in almost semi like internment camps for you know not just a few hours not just some days but could literally be months or a year or years you know i mean now while you while they're sending their parents back while they send the parents back without their kids so those kids that in those hearings about you know about their children i mean the, the parents the parents of those kids uh in those in those hearings about their children they're completely absent because they're not allowed in this country they're not allowed to those courts so what happens to the kids they go they the government rules them you know they they i mean i didn't, I can't even say the political term for it but the government just rules them as you know they can't take care of themselves so they send them to an orphanage <laughs> so we all like we all know what i mean a lot of people know What goes down. Not from experience. Just from what they read. What they heard. And it's disgusting. But no matter what. You shouldn't treat. 21 Savage situation. Anything differently than that. Just because he's rich. Because he's still. He's getting the same treatment as them. His. His press. His lawyer's report was that. He's locked up isolated basically in solitary confinement which we all know that that excuse my language again fucks you up mentally that fucks you up mentally to be in solitary confinement for almost the entire day he's in solitary confinement for 23 hours i don't know it's 23 hours and some minutes he has 10 so he doesn't and he doesn't have any tv he doesn't have any any phone conversations you know he only has phone he's only allowed to make phone calls for 10 minutes. That fucks you up mentally, bro. And that's disgusting. No matter what, even if these people are immigrants or illegal immigrants, these people are human beings. And I and that's the thing that people aren't understanding like we're everybody's human. We need to stop treating these people like they're something, some kind of creature or something. Just We need to stop being inhumane. That's my. And that's the last thing I want to say for today. I thank you guys for listening. You guys have a great weekend. You'll hear me when you hear me. All right, guys. Have a good one.